Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, welcome to Nobody Panic, a podcast where we help you how to do things. And that's very much the tone. So come on in, <laughs> we're giving it a go, take a seat, take a load off and uh, plug us in and unplug. Just unplug, just unplug. We're all doing our best here and our best often is not the best, but it's our best. We're not thriving, um, but we're surviving. That's how I would describe it. Oh, very much. My very much so. current emotional energy. I'm Stevie and my my... Excellent co-host Tessa here has an email that we, a, a suggestion for today's episode. Yes, I do. I would love you to do an episode on how to get on with your parents as an adult. Crossing from the parent slash child to adult slash adult dynamic can be difficult. And in my family, we find ourselves slipping back into the relationship we had when I was a teenager. We have very different views where the fight or avoid certain subjects. By the way, I moved out when I was 19 and I'm now 28, married with a house and a cat. And it's still an issue. Many thanks, Christina. <laughs> we liked very this good. email very much and thought, oh, what a, un- what a universal subject that is. Attempting to make the adult-adult yes. dynamic work. <laughs> yes, it's the realisation that like, oh, my parents are people and they have their own foibles and things. And as you get older, you go like, oh, I sort of disagree with that. Whereas when you're a kid, that you don't, well, you can't, to disagree no, because they're deities they are they're it they're yeah well, or you just disagree all the time with everything they say because you're a teenager and then until the fact that the disagreements just mean nothing and are, and are pointless so like yeah the, it's it's completely it's a completely different stage isn't it in um in life which will continue and continue and um mm. There's a really nice line in a book that I hadn't thought of till now, but I was obviously stuck with me because I do remember it. That was about like a girl, somebody growing up. And then she said the line like, when they made the transition from semi-divine dictator to semi-detached confidant. Yeah. Which is, an, and that's sort of it, isn't it? Like you, they go from being like the absolute, they're, they're it, you're there your whole world and then they become somebody that they sort of weirdly tell you things as as well and ask you, you ask advice you know that's kind of where you would hope the relationship is but that's very rare and often that transition from child to adult to adult to adult can just be hard it can just be like oh we don't see it we don't see eye to eye I think it's impossible and also like the more I see like my friends now having babies and just sort of like holding them at arm's length and being like 
oh my God, oh my God, the more I'm like, okay, so being a parent is just like doing your absolute best and like making it up. And, you know, your, like, your parents are just people, you know, there's people sort of doing their Yeah, best. making mistakes just like you would do if you had a baby right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's very overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Parents, eh? Parents, eh? Um, and uh, that's all we've got to say about it. Okay. So, See goodbye. you next week. Before we Guys. dive into it, we say a grown-up thing we've done this week to make us feel better about our lives. What's your grown-up thing you've done this week, Tessa? Mine is that I was listening to this fantastic podcast, Nobody Panic. Oh, yeah. Did an episode about how to have a staycation in the uh, UK, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of what you think the word staycate means. And uh, one of them was saying you had to just do fun things <laughs> and, and really commit. And then when it was sunny last week, I went with my friend Phoebe. We got in the car and we drove to the big IKEA. <gasps> and uh, we had a hot dog and chips and sat in the car park <laughs> eating Aww. them with a Coca-Cola. It's I'm sorry, but it's a three pound for a hot dog, chips and a Coca-Cola. I mean, that's great. it was so sunny and it really felt like being, there's something about chips, that particular taste that like feels like you're at an event or like at something or like, you know, you're at a big stadium where you've got you chips in the stadium, you know? And it felt so exciting. And also because Ikea is in like such a weird, like industrial car park, but it does feel like the bit where you've just like landed in another country in the airport and you're like, oh my God, it's so weird. Like all the transit areas of any country are weird. So when you first land, you're like, oh my God, this was a, this was a mistake. (laughs) Like this is so weird here. So we were driving around pretending we were in Spain and, uh, and having a hot hot dog and it was genuinely, and then we went around the Ikea showroom and it was genuinely a very funny day. I gave home being like, I've had a really good day. And, uh, it's just about really committed, really, really committing and going somewhere and not being like, oh, I have to go around Ikea. Be like, I'm going to Ikea. Yeah, I'm going to make it fun. <laughs> I'm going to make this as fun as possible. I'm keep pretending I'm in Spain. Finding the uh, child, the childlike joy in the adult life is truly one of the most adult things we can do. Mm, that's exactly it. That's exactly it's it. It's all full circle, isn't it? You spend your whole childhood trying to be an adult, and then you spend your whole of adulthood being like, how can I reconnect with my child? Inner child, not your actual child. No, and do connect with your child. Share, I don't know if anyone follows, share on Twitter. She tweets in like all caps. Um, yeah, it's absolutely. Great. The energy is all over the shop. And she said something like, she was tweeting, she's doing some kind of tweet thread. And then she was like, I've got to go for half an hour. While I'm gone, everyone just try and reconnect with their inner child. <laughs> and it really <laughs> yeah, felt, sure. and everyone was like, okay, share. And it really felt like a genuine request. And we were like, okay, we will, we will, <laughs> we will. I'll try. I'll do my absolute best. I'll give it a bloody go. Right. What's your adult thing? I've got into baths. <laughs> Hooray. Um, Hooray. Yeah. Finally, it's only taken 30 plus years. Um, I've never enjoyed baths. I get in and then after five minutes get too hot um, or too cold or just get frustrated. My glasses steam up. I get very sweaty and then I get very angry at myself that I've spent this time cultivating this experience. After five minutes, I want, I need to leave it. And I, and then I think of in nanoseconds, like all of the scenes in films of people enjoying baths, just like pass before my eyes. And I think, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Why can't you have joy? And then I leave being very angry at myself. That's my bath experience. Recently, I started to get like, what can only be described as old person aches and pains. Mm -hmm. And my boyfriend was like, why don't you, why don't you have a bath? I was like, you know what? I actually can't think of anything better 
than to submerge myself in very warm water and just feel also as well the heating was a little bit off in the house so I was just cold all mm-hmm, the time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. got in the bath and I don't know if anyone knows this about baths but they're they're so warming <laughs> And they're warm all over your body. And it's the only time you, my entire body, I think, I think I'm like, I've got some like circulation issues. So it's the only, basically my hands and my feet are like ice. And then the rest of my body is kind of fine, but it's, I'm constantly cold. Anyway, I could put my hand and my foot in the bath and with my body. And then all my body became the same temperature and it was like heaven. And then I became addicted to them. And pretty much every day for about three weeks, I had a bath every single night and I would think about it all day. And I've had to now um, wean myself off them because I became like addicted to bath time. You can never be, no, carry on. At every moment I'm not in the bath, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. What a waste. I could be submerged in water. And welcome. You're finally here. Welcome. So I've just discovered something that everyone's been doing for, I think, centuries. That's my adult thing. Welcome. I feel so much calmer. So, talking feeling so, so much calmer. One of the biggest sources of anxiety for in in your adult life is transitioning to adulthood. Uh, according to a, a family therapist, um, Judy Hess, PhD, one of the most difficult things is to transition to adult, adulthood and then reconfigure what it means to be attached to the people who raised you, especially when you're no longer living under their roof. Mm. So you are not the only person i have a very a very lovely relationship with my parents but of course that relationship changes and it has changed and there was a period of time in my 20s for example when i very much like you know would only call them when i need, needed something for example mm. or like and also, i also as well like i didn't know what the relationship was anymore like you know when you're like am i a kid and are you and are you a parent or are we both friends and now we've got to a stage where we are I would say I'm we're friends and so like we give them me and my sister give give them advice and stuff and they give us advice and we've got to that stage where they are kind of like like you say semi-detached confidants and I think that's it's very lucky as well because Mm. not I don't, you know, many people don't get to that stage but if you don't get to that stage that does not mean that you were destined to have a bad relationship with your parents. What I found very interesting is talking to my boyfriend, who's both of his parents aren't with us anymore. But when they got older, he had, he completely shifted his relationship with them and his brothers sort of didn't. He specifically like made the effort to be like, okay, they're moving into this like different period of time. I'm going to lean, step forward, forget everything that happened, forget old sort of arguments, past grudges, anything. They are now this, they, they are now this. And so how can I, what what do I want from my parental relationship? Like, what do I want from them? What do they need from me? And how can I make it work? And he really, he took like a really practical look at it rather than doing, which I think lots of people do, which I sometimes do, which is like, well, why isn't it like it was? Or like, what, you know, why, mm. why, why, why can't we do that? Or like, you know, kind of... Uh, sort of a mix of nostalgia and like frustration at being treated like a child but like you can't have it both there's so much wrapped up in it you've got this power dynamic that nobody knows where the balance should lie and like who's in charge here then you've got like this whole like terrifying aging process that like you know people that and and like, like mortality and you know that's wrapped up in there and then like accepting people who were one thing to you are now like something else and you know there's just and exactly nostalgia like that's such a huge part of it and like both desperately vying for power and at the same time like wanting to be cared for and you know there's 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 so much going on I think like right at your 
I don't know. And I, and I don't think, I don't think it goes away for anybody. And I don't think anyone ever truly gets it completely right. And I think like mm. at your heart, you're always sort of a, a kid or, or you always, your relationship is always something. And like I, years, a long time ago at a wedding, my dad uh, was like on the dance floor. My dad like likes to dance, not on his own maybe, but definitely like. He's oh, up. I didn't, I wouldn't have thought Tom, Tom was a dancer. That's great. Oh, he loves listen he'll hate this but he was in the twirling teens as a teen as a teenager in calgary oh the calgary t- twirling te- the red deer twirling teens <laughs> and we oh we tease him about it being marionette like baton twirling and he's like it it was it was step dancing or whatever you call that like <laughs> it was country <laughs> dancing <laughs> i went because there was oh. girls like you know so <laughs> he he loves a bit of um partner dancing and like any kind of, like a country dancing and he's 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 up he like he really likes to get involved so he's not somebody who you have to sort of drag onto the dance floor and then my auntie is 3 years older than him and at a wedding she like went he was already on the dance floor but she like went to pull him to like dance with her and it honestly was like it was like he was six years old. Like he just, his whole body reverted to being like, no, get him, get away. Like, <laughs> it was, so, it was like breathtaking to watch. I'd never really seen that transition in a person, but he was honestly, he was six. And it was like, all that embarrassment just came out of him and just like, didn't want to be with his sister. <laughs> like it was, there was so much that. going on. And I was like, oh, it's never, it never really changes. Like you become adults, you have kids, your kids grow up. And at the end of the day, you're sort of six year old who like doesn't want to dance with his sister. Like, yes, it's all just ultimately, like no matter how much you try and fight it, like ultimately you will always be their kid and they will always be your parent. For a lot of people that I know, a lot of friends that I know who have successfully, and by successfully, I mean, they've just managed to have some sort of, some form of relationship with their parents in their adulthood. A lot of my friends don't, um, like don't speak to their mm-hmm. dad or don't speak to their mom or don't or kind of have a have a relationship but it's not really what you know Christmas is a nightmare they don't really want to go home and, and that sort of thing yeah and I think so much around it is about forgiveness and communication mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. two things seem to be the thing that ties up or links everyone that seems to be able to at least have a relationship that functions in some way with their parents and those that don't. And that could be coming from either side, whether it's the parents not forgiving or the parents not communicating or, or the children. One of the things that I've noticed really like a lot, really a lot (laughs) is that the older generation are, well, are not, as able to communicate their feelings as well as we mm. are. And that just seems to be across the board. Even if your parents actually are do communicate, like my parents do communicate, but still there are things that they are only when we've got older and we're like almost force them to talk about that then then it will be like, it will be brought up or it'll be like, it's, it's you know, me and my sister are both like in therapy and like working on our issues like my parents have never had therapy like and 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 everybody as we say quite a lot on this on this podcast like everyone needs therapy like ever just just so that you can deal with stuff and you can look at things and you can be able to move through stuff and a lot of the old generations don't and then that can cause huge rifts because because then it's like well why aren't we we communicating or it causes Mm. frustration and so it feels like you know from what I can see that a lot of it's about you deciding what you would like your relationship to be with your parents and then you being aware that you will have to do some of this like work rather than 
wanting your parents to just sort it out for you and just act like your you know act like grown-ups act that because because they're always supposed to be the authoritative figure aren't they in your brain so yeah. you're like so they should sort it out rather than me like what i have to sort it out which is fair enough but the thing is is that if you want a, an adult a healthy adult adult relationship you're going to have to do you're going to have to do that that push um to yeah. kind of push them into you know like also meeting 100%. you 100% while ago I found these very funny glasses at my grandma's house and I <laughs> I was wearing them and decided I looked like a therapist and so she was sat on the and we were laughing about it and I must have like and I then I sort of said so how are you and I sort of pretend to be a therapist and I said you know how are you today Sheila and my grandma said oh I'm okay and then my back I've got this thing with my knee and I've got this thing with my back and I said yes but how are you in side and I and it just like started as a joke but then the more I sort of kept pushing she was like well this you know I'm having a problem with the pond and there's this oh. and I don't know what to do about Bill's sheep that are in the field you know all of this and I'm like yes but how do you feel and she like she couldn't she wasn't naming any emotion she was just like naming like physical ailments and like she and I could really tell that like she actually did not know how to answer the question about like how you felt yes. like, inside. And then I was like, this is the end of this game. But I really was like, okay, like that's such a huge, massive divide about generational, how generations approach the question of like, how are you? And like how in tune they are with their feelings and how able they are to be like, I'd like to discuss this. And like, this is how this made me feel when in my childhood. And like what you're saying about like forgiveness and communication is like so massive because it sort of comes down to like, what are you prepared? What are you just prepared? What are your battles? Like, what are you prepared just to like let go and you've made peace with it? And does it win anything? Does it help anything for you to have to discuss this? Is it enough for you just to like forgive them mm. and like, or do you need doing their to best? talk about it? Or do you need to talk about it? Like, does it need to come up? And do you need to say like this, you need to acknowledge this thing that you did or that you didn't do for me or whatever, like, does it need to be talked about or is it enough for you just to make your peace with it? And, and, you know, and what's the, and what will the cost of that discussion be? I'm, I'm also very lucky. I have a nice relationship with my parents. That wasn't always, that wasn't always nice. And definitely when you're, when it is nice, you're much more able to like bring up old stuff and open and discuss things and laugh about stuff and be able to be more open about like how things were. But if like everybody's feeling fragile and toxic and vulnerable and all of that stuff like that's not the time to be like let's sit down and discuss our feelings you know like it's never it's never gonna it's never gonna happen ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So whenever there's been issues or something in my family, tensions or whatever, it does tend to be me and my sister that will like bring that forward. Mm. And 
it's helped so much to acknowledge that the relationship has changed rather than kind of be like wanting it to wanting them to sort everything out all the time and I think if you're you're listening and you're like yeah but I have like a seriously difficult relationship with my friend like this is this all sounds like you're talking about like Sylvanian families or whatever like we're talking like real life bad situation then if you getting therapy or you being able to talk to someone to, to somebody that can help and we've got an episode about how to get therapy getting therapy yourself to work on your relationship with your parents is probably one of the most like rewarding things because I've got a friend who's basically done that but that's not what she went into it for she went into it because she was she wasn't mm. well but then it's become very clear that what she needed to do was she needed to sort out her relationship with I think it's her mom through having therapy she has learned how to how to approach her mom how to talk to her mom because I think so much of it is about like you know if you have a so for example taking something really really simple if your parents say you know the classic of being like they're constantly I don't know, talking about your weight, say, or they're talking about... Talks about how good your other sibling is or... Yes, yes. Like the only way you are ever going to be able to solve that is by you confronting in in a kind and calm way that situation saying, I know that you might be trying to motivate me, but when you do that, it has the opposite effect. When you mention my sister or my brother in this exalted way and and sort of make me feel lesser it just makes me feel lesser and and I know that you love me and I know that you care but it, it sometimes I feel like you don't when you say things like that and I know that you don't mean to but that's how I feel like that is the only way you're ever going to move through something is by you know literally saying I don't want you to do this. But that's so hard to do that to your parents because you're like, but they're yeah. my parents. It doesn't matter if you're 40, like they're still your parents. And also you presume as well, and I think a lot of people, well, they're not going to listen. I know people, um, I'm very close to people who like you suggest something and you kind of bring something up and they go like, no. And then like three days later, they'll be like, yes, actually. And uh, that's what uh, your parents might be like. You start the process and then at least you've started it and you're not just sort of, you know, stewing. It's always better to be out in the open than it is to just be privately eating away at you. Like it can't, that can't happen. But it's, but you, if you can't do that, then you need help to do that. And the only way you can do that is by, I think, really understanding your parents like you would with anybody. Like when you have a friend and you don't understand their, their motivations or you're like struggling, you, the, the only way you're ever going to like, strengthen that bond is by really understanding your friend so if your friend is acting in a way that you don't get and then you fill in the gaps that's not fair you don't know what your friend's going through they might be going through a really bad time they might have intense amounts of stress they might just be really insecure about this thing or whatever but your parents they might be really insecure about something they might be their motivations are often positive but skewed you know and even Mm. the worst things unless they are bad people unless something has they have really and then that's a separate thing and then you might not want to have a relationship with them and that's also completely okay incredibly hard but okay but there's always a motivation it's so important more it's probably the most important relationship for you to understand the other person and than any other relationship in your life like you need to understand why they do what they do why and then once you understand why then you know what to do to like Mm. solve it and talk about it and I think people are so complicated especially older generations because you they often don't say what they mean because they don't know how to do that and that's very tricky and often they don't they don't know themselves like it's never occurred to them to 
to to answer that question. And I think it's exactly that of like understanding why they do something, but also why does it upset you? Like what is your it takes two to tango and yeah. the more that you can do the work on your own side of the tango, the better you can come to that discussion and the more that you can do your own therapy and your own forgiveness and your own like, why does this bother me so much if, you know, mum is busy or this happens or I get, you know, w- what is it about me that makes me feel this way when this event happens? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and putting in that time and effort. And it is, it's it's huge. It's it's complete unpacking of like, it, it didn't even cross my mind to discuss my parents in therapy. And when very early on, she said like, what's your relationship with like your parents? I really like rolled my eyes and was like, oh, here like, we go. boring. Like what, <laughs> here we go. Like, this is what therapy is. Just being like, talk about your father. And I'm like, they're nice. They're really nice people. I like them. I don't really want to talk about them here. And she says like so much of her therapy work was like getting people to talk about their parents and to admit that like they were good people, but they did, they did their best, but they weren't perfect people. And to, to acknowledge that, like that's, she says that's a huge part of her job is people being like, I don't want to talk about my parents. They, they, they're great. They did this. They put me through school. Like yeah. they, they, look, they looked after me. Like I don't want to ever even acknowledge they, you know, so many people I know who have very, to me, very clearly, transparently bad relationships with their parents say like, oh, they sent me to a good school or something. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, it's okay. They can do that and also be bad, have let you down in other ways. Like you can, there's, you can love them and be grateful and acknowledge that they didn't do X and Y or did do or whatever. Like you don't have to say like, oh, they sent me to a good school. Like I don't need, to, or they cared for me for 20 years or whatever, which yeah, they did their parents. Like you're allowed to and I think it's I think it's a very particularly British thing. And I think it's very sort of, um, you know, wrapped, it, it, there's so much like wrapped up in our like, oh, we mustn't be cross with our parents. We mustn't be, we could only be grateful. We can only be, you know, we can only be this. And just admitting that like they're people and like they just were doing their their best. And of course they have failings and like they did a good, you know, just call like they're, they're good enough, yeah. you know, not, not that they were perfect and unfailable. It can just be as well, a fear of them getting older as well. And that, and that mm-hmm. could be the source 100%. for a strain. And that's just, you know, you being frightened. For them and for you, yeah. you know. Unless you you have, and which is great, but if you are just struggling and you don't know why, like you can't identify what the problem is yourself, really. And your parents can't. No. And, and and there will always, it's like, you know, what other relationship do you have that lasts as long as the, as the relationship you have with, with your parents? Even if you don't really have much of a relationship, it's still there mm-hmm. because they're never going to not be, you know, even if they're not around, then you, they're still your parents. So like you'll always have, whether you don't have a relationship, relationship, that's like just as much of a relationship almost as, as, as having yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The absence of a relationship is still a relationship. Like that's yeah. still a thing to work on, the fact that they aren't there. And yeah, like exactly like you're saying, like we're so bad at communicating. Not very long ago, we ran, me and my mum ran the Athens Marathon. The a day afterwards, we were like going around the city and my dad was in such a bad mood and he was really cross with everybody and I like, really didn't know why. And then we found those like lime scooters, you know, those like scooters that you can hire. Mm. And suddenly it was like a different person. He was like zipping around the city and eventually we managed to establish that like he didn't want to walk anymore. <laughs> and that's why he was cross. <laughs> and we were like, that's such a, why didn't you just say you didn't want to walk anymore? Yeah. But I don't think he really, you know, it's all that sort of stuff. You're like, everyone's cross now and nobody knows why and it turned out just to be like you didn't want to walk anymore and now we put you on a scooter and you're having a great time and you're like oh this is ridiculous like if people could just learn and that's the thing it wasn't that I don't think he knew himself why he was yeah it's that stupid thing of being like nobody knows why we have that's why everyone should go to therapy so they're a bit better at being like these emotions are coming up can I investigate them why is it happening the take-home here is just you know if your parents grumpy try putting yeah, them on your a dad scooter, a scooter. <laughs> just putting them on a scooter <laughs> 
<laughs> but also as well, there's, uh, you know, like we all talk about, it's very fashionable to talk about, what, what's your love language, you know? But that is mm, mm. can be translated to parents very easily, where it's like there are some yeah. people, stereotypically, it's the dad who's like unable to to show love. But what he does is mm. he's, he's, in his, he's in his workshop. So the way you can show love to your dad is to just go and spend some time in his workshop with him, handing him tools. Yeah. Obviously, this is like hideously heteronormal. But what I'm saying is this like is mm. is using that the most clear example to be like you can work out what makes your so like you know for example I worked out when my mom comes around my mom wants to make me dinner clean up do the dishes be a mom to me like she wants to do mm, those things mm, and I'll mm. be like no mom I'll do it no mom sit down I'm the grown-up sit down stop doing and that takes away the thing that brings her job obviously she doesn't want, want me to just go home and just like be like a slob and just like do everything for me but like but she wants to show her care in, yeah, in that way like it's like when people like want to bring you a cup of tea or like you go to someone else's house and I, I brought a friend to my family's like extended family and I was like just take food from them if they give it to you <laughs> like just hide it somewhere that's that that's just you don't I know you don't want a meringue they're just trying to show like welcome you by saying do you want a cup of tea do you want this they want to exactly what your mum is doing about being like you're like don't tidy for me you make me feel like an infant they're like I want to show my love please ultimately like let people let people love you or comfort you or do the things they would like in the way that they want to do it and like and just accept that like you're like that's not what I want and you're like yeah sorry like let it happen yeah you know and like, I suppose the moment you can identify and obviously that's a very nice example but the more yeah be like, like your mum comes around and is too nice she, like, she does too much stuff and she gives me too many presents but what I mean is that like there are other things that you can find yourself being you know frustrated by for example or you could actually find out that well that's your parents way like you know how do how do you communicate with your parents how do you how do you create a relationship with, with your parents where you have to look at, at what they respond to as well they will respond to things that maybe you wouldn't respond to or they will respond to things that you'd be like well why don't you just say for example why don't you just say you love me rather than why don't you just say you, you love me yeah you just say you love me more or, or why don't you do this or why why don't you talk more or communicate more or whatever but it's like no everybody is always communicating you just have to figure out what their language is and how they are communicating and also realistically the relationship that you can have with your parents maybe that is not a relationship maybe mm. you can't but if you a good and it's a very depressing thing but like a good way of deciding whether a grudge that you have or a thing is worth forgiving is to be like well if they just really engage in the fact that you get a call tomorrow and they've gone would you be devastated that you didn't try harder Mm. or would Mm. you be like no actually I back myself so if you'd back yourself then great you're doing great always worth checking in every few years with to see if if it's still going okay or if there's anything more you can do great but if you if you if you're like oh okay yeah no I've got some stuff to I'd I'd feel devastated because I hadn't reconciled this or I had I know that I don't call them enough or I know that there's our relationship just isn't good enough then now is the time to go okay well what can I do don't wait for them what can I Mm. do to make this relationship work on a way that I feel satisfied that I have the relationship I want with my parents, that I feel like I'm giving enough, that they're getting enough. Because each stage is different. There's, there's, there's the kind of adult to adult stage. And then there's old old person adult stage, which is a whole other different kettle of fish that, you know, 
we will move into and it will be very difficult. But that is another stage where you have to kind of go, this relationship is now going to be different again. We all change again. It's all change. Mm. If you can, it's worth it always. Yeah. I, I just want to address two more things in Christina's thing about both. I really I really think it's very funny that she was like, I'm married with a house and a cat. You know, it's like, I'm, yes. do, I'm the grown up now. I'm trying my best. And I think it's like, they're never, ever going to see you as a grown up. They no. will always be their baby. And the, you know, just, and it's that thing about like, what can you work on in you that's like, it doesn't bug me so much that they want to treat me like a child. And I think bringing a partner into the situation just exacerbates the whole thing by tenfold, you know, because now nobody really knows how to behave. My younger sister's getting married and, and I really feel every, everyone's been very, everyone's so excited, but I really feel the sort of like dynamic shifting of like, her being a married woman when she's clearly 10, you know, like what? <laughs> yes. Even I'm like, what are you married? I'm absurd. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, it, it, it came up the other day, like whether she was going to change her last name. And I could really feel that it hadn't occurred to any of us, my immediate family, that she wasn't going to be a, a Coates anymore, you know, that we were like, and that felt like a huge thing of like, she wasn't going to mm. have our last name. It, you know, it's really, it's really, really tough. And, and so just sort of accepting that everybody is coming at it from a different it's it's love manifesting itself in weird ways when it comes out in you know in different points of view and in different arguing thing and ultimately it's just like you just have to be like is this a battle I want to fight or is it all right for me just to like get in the back seat and let this you know let this happen and and I've got one more thing a friend, a friend at university like when we first went home uh, after he had this really lovely long hair and then like basically like shaved his head in a real grump like right before we went home for the holidays and I was like what the hell are you doing and he was like every time I go home my mum like tells me off and says I need to go to the hairdressers and says like I must book you an appointment with my hairdresser and then I met the mum much much later and she was telling me a story about her hairdresser and I was like oh she doesn't want you to cut your hair. She loves her hairdresser and she's really proud of you and she wants her hairdresser to meet you. Like, that's what's going on here. Not that she's mm. like, oh, you must cut that hair, which is how it sounds to you when she constantly says, like, can I book you an appointment with my hairdresser? She's obsessed with her hairdresser. She wants, <laughs> she always talks about you and he's never met you and she wants you desperately to meet her hairdresser. Maybe she, again, doesn't know her total truth, but if she had just been honest and been like, I would love you to meet my, I'd love him to meet you. I'm so proud of you. Please, will you go to my hairdresser? You'd be like, of course, crackers request, but of course I will go and meet your hairdresser. If it's only ever presented as, shall I book you a haircut? Shall I book you a haircut? You know, yeah. then, then of course like it seems like your hair is shit. <laughs> And you, by proxy, are also shit, you know? Yeah. So you rock up with your sh your pre-shaved head so she can't, she can't say it, you know? Yeah. Communicate, forgive, you know, accept that ultimately you're their baby and there ain't no, there ain't no getting out of this, you know? Yeah, and but you are still able to to say to them, you know, I I really would, lo would love it if you... If you didn't say this, or I would, I th this really upsets me. Everybody say your truths, you know. Yeah, and if you and your parents won't, so you have to. Oh, and, and crucially, remember them. that they can't. <laughs> so, and also, my parents are listening, and I love you both. They listen every week. I love you too, guys. Also, of course, I love Debbie and Tom. Just like to, I've, I remember what it type of dancing my dad did: square dancing. Yes. Square. I have square, heard that. Thank you. Yes, I, I, I've been here the whole time thinking. Can't be step dance. That can't be right. Step dance, step dance, up. <laughs> My dad was yeah, in step up in. as a child. <laughs> 
if you have any more episodes that you uh, sort of episode ideas that you would like us to, us to tackle uh, please do you can dm us on twitter at no- nobody panic pod quick tessa what's the email address nobody panic podcast at gmail.com maybe this is the week that you uh take a step towards your mum and your dad build those bridges and if you think no this river ain't you can't even cross it the river's too big not, not this relationship have uh, a go have a go come on and then if it, but if it really is then that's also fair enough because and yeah, sometimes and absolutely but at least have done. a little go and accept that you're not going to build it this afternoon it's going to take a long time but if you're prepared to put those first stones down you'd be surprised how how, how big a bridge you can build what a great note to end on see you all next week lads see you next week guys thanks for hanging out with us hi i'm lucy beaumont and guess what i'm sam campbell if you've enjoyed this podcast you might enjoy our podcast it's called lucy and sam's perfect brains it we have a podcast and uh, it might be uh, i probably don't want to sound um you know like i'm bragging but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands.